Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Sunday morning, Pastor John Irving shared a message about supernatural peace, where it comes from and how you can claim it yourself. Let's check in. And so in the, in the 60s and 70s, you know, when I was in high school, uh, way back in the day, anybody remember, everybody went around saying, peace, man, peace, the peace sign. Remember, remember that? Anybody remember that? All right. Peace, peace. Uh, and, uh, and they were trying to promote it through, through whatever, but it was Jesus. It was Jesus. All right. That... Um, that, uh, that brings the peace. And we're going to get into that. If you go back to John 14, 1, and it says here, let not your hearts be troubled. All right, this is the night that Jesus is basically giving his final message to the disciples. And he's saying, he's telling them that he's leaving, that he's going. He's going away. And they're like, what, what do you mean you're going away? What, 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 we thought we were going to be with you forever. All right? Uh, let not your hearts be troubled. How do we not let our hearts be troubled? Believe in God and believe also in me. All right? If, if anything, look at that. There's, there's a peace sign there, okay? Uh, believe in God and believe also in me. That's the source of our peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That is where we get peace from. All right. So this is the last night. We have several people. All right. Uh, that are asking questions. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But I, I, I want to finish this word peace. In the Hebrew, the word peace is shalom. And many of the epistles that are written, Paul and others... Uh, it said, grace and peace be with you. And grace is God's grace. That's the New Testament. And peace is the word in the Old Testament. And so when you're hearing the words in the epistles, grace and peace, you're hearing the total uh, Old Testament and New Testament scripture being said to you. All right? Uh, and shalom, the Hebrew word shalom is peace, but it, it, it's it's all-encompassing. Uh, you need to have peace in all areas of your life to have real shalom. And so it includes your home, your family, your finances. Shalom includes relationships. It includes your health. If you're having a health issue, you can't fully have shalom. At your work, your business, your co-workers, your children, your studies if you're in school, your mind, addictions, alcohol, smoking, shalom, 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 all right? God wants you to have shalom. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to have you stand up and go to one or 25 people in about two minutes and just speak shalom over them. Just, I speak peace. I speak shalom over your family, over your mind, all right? And, and just go to two or three or four people and just speak that over. Just put your hands on their shoulder. Just walk around the room. And we're going to try to do this in two minutes. So just stand up 
and go and speak into their hearts shalom, peace, peace into your finances, peace into your health, peace into your home, peace into your family. Shanda bakanda. And I just pray for anybody watching. I speak that peace of God, that shalom on your home, on your finances, on your well-being, on your health, on your mind. I speak peace. I command addictions to leave you. Hallelujah. We speak that peace on each and every one of your family members right now. Shanda bakanda bakanda bakanda. We speak peace, peace, peace. The past is human understanding. On each and every one of you here, we speak peace. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Peace on the... Oh, hallelujah. Okay, make your way back to your seats. Praise God. Just make your way back to your seats. <coughs> Praise God. Now, this is Jesus' last night. In chapter 13, we have the Lord's Supper, where he says, I desired to, to have this meal with you. And he goes on. Then he washes his disciples' feet. And then he predicts his betrayal. He says that there's somebody that's going to betray me. All right, it says in verse 21 of chapter 13, when Jesus had said this, he became troubled in spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. We're talking about 12 people plus Jesus in the room. People have traveled with him for, for two to three years. And he's saying, one of you is going to betray me. And they're all looking around. Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And he says, uh, whoever I dip this in and give it to them. It was, he said that privately. All right. And it says here in verse 26, and he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. All right. And then we, we, we come down here, verse 30. And so after receiving the morsel, he, meaning Judas, went out immediately, and it was night. Verse 31. When therefore he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified. Glorified in the sense of being crucified, coming up the next day. Verse 32, if God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Then he says these words that probably took away the peace and the breath of everybody in the room. Little children, I'm with you a little while longer. You shall seek me. As I have said to the Jews, I now say to you also, where I am going, you cannot come. But then he says, a new commandment 
I give to you, that you love one another. It's not a new commandment, but he's saying it in a fresh new way. You're my disciples if you have love one for another. Now, what happens here is four questions that are asked by the disciples. If you were in that room, would you have any questions if your leader, your Messiah, was saying he's going away? Wouldn't, wouldn't you have a few questions? And so Peter starts off with the first two here, and the next two are in chapter 14. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Where are you going? All right? I mean, that will be the first obvious question. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be here. I'm going away. Well, where are you going? So Peter, then Jesus answered in verse 36, Where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow later. That wasn't good enough for Peter. He had to ask the second question. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Remember that in the other, in the other gospels? I'll die. I'm willing to die for my faith in you. And, uh, and Jesus answered, will you lay down your life? Really? You'll lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, and other, other versions say before this, that the, the rooster crows tonight, <coughs> you'll deny me three times. Like Peter's like absolutely, in the other gospels you can read, he's, he's dumbfounded, absolutely no way. I'll, I'll die for I, I, how I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. And yet, God knows our hearts, and he knows our hearts as well. All right? Uh, we can say we're all in, but God wants to take us to that place of deeper commitment. All right? And, uh, and then we have this verse that we're talking about that starts right up. You'll deny me three times. He said that to Peter. And then he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Can you imagine what's going on in that room right now? I'm, going to, I'm leaving you. I'm not going to be here. He said it publicly that he's going to die. He said it publicly. He's going away. Um, the Pharisees are wondering where he's going to go. Is he going to go to another country far away? Uh, you know, it's not in these scriptures. It's in other uh, scriptures of accounts. And so they're all troubled. Like what, what? What are you saying, Jesus? That you, you're our, you're our teacher. What, where, what do you mean you're going away? Why, what do you mean we can't come with you? And what do you mean, Peter? Peter's going to deny you tonight three times. That's unheard of. That's never going to happen. <laughs> and then Jesus comes in and says, "Let not your heart be troubled." In other words, don't be troubled by my going away. Don't be troubled by the things that you hear in the media. Do not be troubled by the situation in the world or in the church or, 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 or in your neighborhood or in your family. Do not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Then he goes on. He talks about where he's going. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going, and then it says here, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And so, so when you reflect on this, 
uh, 2,000 years later, this gives us great peace that we're going to go. God's preparing a place. We're ta- it's in glory. It's in heaven. He's got a mansion for us, all right? You know, I, I, I can only think of, of Brian's mansion, you know? I, it's going to have good plumbing in that place, I tell you, all right? And uh, Eldora, I think she'll have a bigger one than her son, you know? And, uh, uh, but can you imagine? Debbie's got a mansion. Francis... I'm sorry, you won't be selling any real estate in heaven, all right? Uh, Tina, you're going to have a place. John, all right, you're not, it's not going to be a fixer-upper. It's going to be glorious, all right? This mansion that he's preparing, Mike, all right? Praise God. Oh, it's glorious. Um, verse 4. And verse 4 throws them all off again. Uh, and you know the way where I'm going. And they're like, what? What? You know, we've been following you. You walk out in front, we follow you. You know, whether it's in Galilee or, or the Jordan River or Jerusalem or Samaria or whatever, we've been following you. But if you're going to be gone, how do we know the way? And so Thomas, third question, he said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? Uh, And then the verse we all would like to quote. This is the context of the Lord's Supper, the last night. The, The questions of Jesus leaving. All right? And he says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to heaven except through me. A lot of religions say, oh, doesn't matter what path you take, God's at the top of the mountain, take the Christian path, the Hindu path, the Buddhist path, take this path, take that path, all right? The main thing is that you get to God. And he's saying, no, 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 you can follow that path. When you, find, you get to the top, you're going to find out God's not there. God's over on this hill. And there's only one way. And I am the way to get to God. There's only one way. There's only one way. And the world is very upset by that. They're okay with Hindus saying there's many ways. That's okay. Buddhists, all right. Um, they're okay with that. Uh, but as soon as you say there's only one way, then they're upset. And so we have the third question, the third answer. And then in verse uh, 7, it says, If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Then Philip, now this isn't a question. It's an it's a exclamation mark. He doesn't say, who is the Father? He says, Lord, show us the Father. And it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have you been so long, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Now do you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, just like in John chapter 6, I do nothing by myself, I can do nothing on my own, only what the Father tells me. Verse uh, 10 continues, but the Father abiding in me also his works. 
Verse 11, believe in me that, I may, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe on the account of the works, the miracles themselves. Verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he do also. And greater works, greater works. Folks, we're going to see greater works in these last days. We're going to see greater things than even Jesus did. Why? Why one of the main things is he's dwelling by his Holy Spirit and chapters 14, 15, and 16 are all about the Spirit of God. And we're, we might touch on just a little bit. That's not our purpose today. But God, the Comforter, comes on each one of us. And that we go out. So, so uh, 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 Victoria goes out and she prays for somebody and they get healed and Mike and Fred and, and, and all the rest of you out there. I got my wrong glasses on. I can't see uh, beyond what three rows, uh, I just see bodies. All right, all of you. All right, Janice. All right, the greater works is not so much that we're doing greater miracles that we're doing them in abundance, in exceedingly greater abundance than than we could ever imagine. All right, uh, and then it says here. Um, it says here, and whatever you ask, verse thirteen. In my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that's conditional in the sense that you're asking according to his will and his plans and his purpose. You know, you can't be like that singer, uh, uh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. No, no, no. That, that, that's, not a, that's, not a, that's not a proper request, all right? Uh, but if you're asking according to the Holy Ghost, the, the, but the Holy Ghost is leading you, Lord, I pray for souls. The other thing that we're really praying for this year is souls. It's what we're praying for every year, but we're really praying for people to know Jesus, come to faith, to come into that place of peace, to come into that knowing the love of God. And, uh, <clears throat> and I will ask of the Father, and he will give you another helper. That's the Holy Spirit. That he may be with you forever. So I'm leaving, but it's good that I leave because then the Comforter will come. That is the Spirit of truth. The world is absolutely in a truth Crisis. That's the biggest thing in the world right now is a truth crisis. And, and whether it's a politician, the news, the media, the medical, uh, truth is being either withheld or misrepresented or downright deception and lies that are happening um, all around the world. And we need to be people of the truth. And people are searching for truth. And in this, this uh, uh, Asbury revival, they're finding the truth. They're finding peace of God. They're finding something that is not manufactured. It's not made up. It's simple. Sing some songs. Read some scriptures. Have some testimonies. Worship. Repeat. Repeat. Worship. 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 And on occasion, sometimes the campus pastors come up and they share a 20-minute message. Not really preaching, or but but just an encouragement, all right. And so uh, we need truth. Eighteen, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world 
will behold me no longer, but you will behold me because I live. You shall live also. In that day you shall know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Isn't that something that Jesus lives inside of us? Bible says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3 and in chapter 6, it says, don't you know that you are the temple, the tabernacle of God, that the Holy Spirit resides in you? Just put your hand on your heart. Say, thank you, Lord, for living in me. Thank you, Lord. Let your peace come upon me right now. Let your presence come upon me, Lord. Amen. Amen. I pray that peace just comes upon you. And so we're down here in uh, verse 20. And that day you shall know that I am in the Father and you are in me. I in you. Verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. <coughs> by this time, the one that's about to, to uh, deny him um, asks the fourth and final question of this night. Jesus goes on and speaks for another two or three chapters, uh, but they don't ask, they're scared to ask more questions. And Jude, Judas um, Oh, sorry, not Iscariot. This isn't the betrayer, sorry. Said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you're going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said to them, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him. And make our abode with him. In other words, God is going to dwell within us. And then it goes on to say somewhere. Uh, let me read these three. And I want to really focus in on verse 27. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you. While you, while abiding with you. I'm having trouble with the red ink. All right, there are Jesus' words. It's just not, even though I got lots of light and everything, it's just reflecting. All right, they're, they're too powerful. They're just, the glory is too much on them. <laughs> but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to your to, and bring to your remembrance all that I've said. Have anybody wondered how on earth 10, 20, 50 years after Jesus was there, they remembered what he was saying? Well, first of all, the Jews had a very great system of of learning what their teacher said and remembering those words. That was something that they they did. But secondly, the Holy Spirit brought it back to them. All right? And then it says here, this is the key verse right here, ties right back into 14, verse 1. Peace I leave with you. He's leaving, but his peace stays. His peace, his residing peace is upon each one of us. 
My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Peace. No, no, not that kind of peace. All right? Not a manufactured peace. Not a peace treaty the world can try to produce. Not some kind of an agreement between two parties. No, it's much deeper. It's much deeper. Not as the world gives do I give to you. And then it says here again, let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And, um, wow, that's the fourth question and the answer to the fourth question. And so the bottom line is Jesus is with us through his Holy Spirit. We can pray to him. We can pray to the Father. We can pray, and the Holy Spirit is with us. We are his tabernacles. All right, chapter 15, all right, goes into, uh, right there in chapter, uh, uh, verse 31, he says, arise, let us go from here. That's when they leave the meeting of the upper room. They're walking out to the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus looks, and he says, ah, look at the vine. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. He's the chief gardener, all right? Uh, every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so they may bear more. Lord, do a pruning on us. Do a pruning so that we can bear more fruit. And then this, this verse number three, this is a verse that I've spoken many times where I was locked myself in a room before I got married, before I met Victoria. And I need to hear your voice. And I, when, and I was fasting for three days. <clears throat> only used the washroom when necessary and, uh, and stayed in my room and opened my Bible and put the verse down. You're not supposed to do it, read the Bible this way. All right, but you know, when you get desperate, you know, some, you know what, you know, have you ever taken a Bible? I need to hear from you and just kind of, and put your, anybody ever done that? All right, all right, you're not supposed to do that, okay? <laughs> all right, but when you get desperate, sometimes you do it and God ministers to you. And then I got this verse, you're already clean because of the word which I have given to you. I was over rejoicing. I was like ready to end the fast. And I thought, oh, that's just a fluke. So I kept praying and fasting and I kept believing. And the next day I, I take the Bible, I open it up, blindfolded almost, and, I, and put my finger, and same verse. And I'm like, wow, by two Witnesses, a thing is established. I'm, I'm like, this is, this is God for sure. And then about an hour later, you know, the enemy whispered, oh, it was a crease in the page, that's why. You know, it didn't happen. So I'm like, oh boy, I'm praying and fasting and, and I'm believing for a word from God. The next day I decided, I'm taking a different Bible. So I got a different version, a different Bible altogether. No creases in this one. Brand new one probably. And I prayed, and, and uh, you know, I might have even turn it upside down. I don't know. Uh, but I put my finger down, and it came right to this same verse again. And I broke down weeping. You are already clean. Listen to that, folks. You're already clean because of the word, the word that I've spoken to you. All right? And then he keeps talking about this abiding in, chapter, in verse 4. And then verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, there is a, there's, a, there's a qualifier for the Holy Spirit to come and give us peace. Is this abiding in him. 
If you, verse 6, if you don't abide in, in me, there's consequences. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. By this my Father glorifies, is glorified that you may bear much fruit. Um, and so that you are my disciples. All right, we had a prophetic word. And prophetic word was from Mario about faith, more faith, going deeper. And these verses right here, and then if you took, look over to chapter 16, verse 24. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. These are disciples. They have not been on their own. They have not cried out for anything. He says, you haven't had need to ask for anything in my name. But later, you will just have to ask in my name, and I will do it for you. All right? And that's a promise that we have in Scripture here today, that you just ask. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be made full. Again, we need to ask according to the will and purposes of God. These things I have spoken to you, verse 25, in a figurative language. An hour is coming when I will speak no more to you in figurative language, and you will, I will tell you plainly of the Father. And then he goes and tells him plainly, and then in verse 29, the disciples say, oh, you're not speaking figuratively. I, we understand now. All right? What, what he's saying here, until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. I have somebody preach the message. I don't know what you do, but whenever I hear a good word, I, I write in the column something on the head. I underline it. I, I ask big because we have a big God. I write, this year, can we ask big? It might be work. It might be your family. It might be health. It might be revival. Whatever it is that God's leading you to ask. Today, before we leave here, ask him or ask him again. Loved ones, family. And then it goes, you go down right down to chapter uh, 16, verse 33. And these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but take courage. I have over the world. Why do we have peace? Because Jesus has overcome the world. Do you remember uh, a story in the Gospels where the disciples are going across the lake and a big storm happens and Jesus is in the bow of the boat, the back of the boat, uh, and he's sleeping. And they're fearful. These are fishermen. They know the they know the waves. They know the uh, they know the lake very well in Galilee with the way the topography is of the, of the land, uh, the the mountains on some sides. The the wind can come down and tunnel in there, and you can have a fierce storm and waves very suddenly. And so, uh, they, Jesus is sleeping, and and these these fishermen are like, we've never seen a storm like this. This is totally unnatural. This, well, you know, we're going to sink. We're going to capsize. Jesus! They're, you know, they're, they're asking, okay? And, uh, and Jesus, 
And he wakes up and he stood up and he come with the word, be still. And the wave stopped. And they're all, who is this man that even the winds obey him? All right, well, if he created them, he can, he, you know. If I have a problem with a Ford Mustang car that I, I have, I can bring it back to Ford and they should be able to fix it. Well, God created the universe, so he should be able to f- do anything to fix it. Amen? Yes. We are facing some storms in our lives right now, the likes of which we've never seen. All right, the disciples knew storms. They've been out in, 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 in stormy water, but they'd never seen a storm like this. This was a supernatural storm. This is the enemy coming down and bearing down on them. All right, but Jesus said, be still. And that's what he's saying to each one of us. Be still. Be still. Be still. He is, uh, he, you know, the, the, the incredible thing is if he's sleeping, he's not worried. Anybody have a, an issue or something and, 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 uh, and you, have, uh, um, you have trouble sleeping at night because you're worried about something? When we, have, when we have peace, we can sleep better. And I'm, gonna, I'm believing tonight you're going to sleep like a baby. You know, I just thought, sleep like a baby, that means they wake up once or twice in the middle of the night. No, no. <laughs> no, no, not that kind of sleep. Yeah, sleep all the way through. All right? Um, what I want to do now is begin to have several people come up and read portions of Scripture. All right? Uh, the first three... Uh, does anybody want to read a scripture? And I'll let you know who would like to read a script. Janice. Janice. All right. Ecclesiastes. Something doesn't make sense here. 66.12. That can't be. That must be Isaiah 66.12. Yeah, must. must uh, anyway, I've got something down here wrong. See if you can find that. It's where uh, peace like a river. Somebody... Find that verse, peace like a river. Um, maybe it's 612. Anyway, uh, who would like to do the next one? <clears throat> Bob, Galatians 522, the fruit of the Spirit. Next one, who would like to do the next one? Over here, Francis. I have more, but I'm just going to start with these three. Uh, Ephesians 615. Janice, were you able to find that one? Isaiah 66, 12, that's what, it, okay. If you can do that one, Janice, and just all three of you come over here and read these verses here. Just come on over to the mic over here. Ephesians 6.15. Go ahead, Janice. talking about Jerusalem. Peace, like we're, we're talking about the millennial coming up. 
this coming a thousand year, we're going to have some real difficulties over the next few years. But once Jesus comes and establishes his throne, there's going to be peace for a thousand years. Galatians, fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit. If you're, you're at peace, I remember when Victoria worked at Red Lobster and um, there'd be situations either in her life or in the world and people would come to her and say, how come you're not fretting? How come you're not upset? You seem to be at total peace. You shouldn't be, you know? You should, your life should be a mess. But you, your life is not a mess. How come? We want to know why. Has anybody ever come to you and say, how come you're at peace? All right? That's what is the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, Ephesians 6.15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. We're talking, thank you. We're talking about the, the armor of God. And, and uh, our feet, wherever we're going, is shod, is pre- prepared for the gospel of peace. Wherever we go, we need to be messengers of this gospel of peace. Looking at the time, if, if you can give me five more minutes, uh, five there, anybody else? <laughs> 10, 15. All right, let's do this quickly. All right, just put up your hand if you want to come up and read a verse. Then you have to listen carefully. Okay, back over here, the sister back here, 2 Thessalonians 3.16. All right, next one, who else? Over here, uh, Helen. Romans 12, 18, that's a powerful one. Next one, just come on up, make yourself, make yourself up, up here. Just, as soon as you get a verse, just come on up. Next one. Lee, okay, Lee, Isaiah 26, 3. Who's, who's next? One of my favorite, this one. Debbie, Colossians 3, 15. Try to remember them, I won't remember all of them that I gave you. Who's next? Who's next? I got about three more. Anybody want to come up and read? Looking, looking, looking. Okay, Marge. All right. <laughs> Marge. Hebrews 12, 14. I saw a couple more. Joe. Joe, come on up and read Romans 16, 20. And I think we'll, I've got more, but I think we'll stop there because of time. So let's start with the uh, first one, 2 Thessalonians 3, 16. The Lord give you peace. As we're reading these scriptures, just drink. Drink it in like, I'm taking some peace right now. Next one, I think, is Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you, live with peace with everyone. In other words, be a peacemaker. Be a, a person of peace. All right? Good stuff. Next one. Yes. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because they trust in you. Yeah. I just pray that over everybody here. I pray perfect peace over you. 
whose minds and hearts are stayed on him. Why? Because we trust in you. I, I, I just speak and declare that and decree that over you. Here's one of my favorites, Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. Amen. Amen. Let the peace of God. You're trying to make a decision? Let the peace of God. If you, if you don't have the peace of God, don't make that decision. All right? Don't, let the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Next one. Yep. Again, try to make every effort to be at peace with people. That's who we're called as Christians. We're called to be at peace, not to be someone to stir up hatred, division, strife. We're to try to bring unity, try to bring oneness. Next one. Yes. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus will be with you. Woo! The God of peace will soon crush the enemy. That's coming. Isn't that good news? All right, just a couple more I'm going to read here, and we're going to close in prayer. All right, Philippians 4, verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, present your body to the Lord. And then it says, And the peace of God shall transcend all human comprehension or understanding. All right? In Christ Jesus our Lord. That peace of God, when we surrender everything to God, he gives us his peace. One of the things we know that we're in the family of God is when we have peace. It doesn't mean that there won't be times that there could be some, some concern, some worry, some, some news that, that troubles you. But you let the peace of God, you dwell. You say, God, bring your peace here in this situation. It may be ongoing for a period of time, this, 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 this relationship or this struggle or, or the issue, maybe issue with your health. But let the peace of God just work itself in you. Amen? For we are in difficult times ahead. We have the tribulation ahead of us. All right, the great tribulation uh, and we believe it's coming soon. Uh, probably most people in this room uh, will see the beginning of it, maybe even towards the end. Um, but we have a glorious future. We're going to be with the Lord for a thousand years. We're going to be with the Lord forever in eternity. Let's fix our minds on the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. And don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled by anything that comes along. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will set your path straight. But do you know the next verse after that? It says, verse 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it says, uh, uh, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. All right, let's do that. Let's, let's have that fresh touch of the fear of the Lord. All right, the word of God brings hope. I'm telling you, <coughs> 
we were really, um, when we went on this trip, uh, we didn't realize how much living in Canada, living in these times, living through this pandemic had stressed us. As soon as we got across the border, thank God for cross border crossing anointing, all right? Um, as soon as we got on the other, fall, other side of the falls, we felt a weight just come right off. We felt free. We felt a freedom. Not because the states are perfect, just because of the, 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 the thickness of the weight of what's going on in Canada. All right, we, we felt free. And this entire trip, especially when we got to Asbury, we felt hope, hope for this generation, hope for young people, hope for, we, we, just, we just felt hope being released. We felt the peace, but we also felt the hope. Now, when we came back into Canada, you know, it, it was like that, 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 that prison just came right down on us. I love Canada, all right, but, but you know, and then we were, we we're driving in that thick fog, literally. Deepest fog that I've ever been in. I'm like, I think, God, you're saying something. We need to press in for Canada. Yeah. All right? We need to press in for Canada like never before. And God is about to do something big in our country. Yeah. Read the good news. All right? Get in this book. If the news is bothering you, turn it off. And get in this book. All right? I'm still a news junkie, but I'm not as much a news junkie as I was, I hope. All right? Um, let me close with these, this benediction, and, uh, and then I'm going to pray, and we'll open the altars for different people to come. Just close your eyes and listen to this from Numbers 6, 24 through 36. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord causes face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face to you. Lift your countenance. And give you peace. Lord, I pray that peace that passes human understanding would come upon each and every person here. And if you're in this room or you're watching online and you say, John, I don't have that peace. You can have that peace. A, maybe you don't have that peace because you don't know the Lord. We're going to pray that you could receive the Lord. Maybe you don't have that peace because there's some situations or circumstances in your home, your family, your, your work, your, your health. But God is going to give you that peace right now. And this is like a, a beautiful duvet, this beautiful white blanket coming down. It's a weightiness of his peace that's coming upon you that's a good thing. And you're going to leave this room feeling peace. Where am I going to work? What am I going to do? What, what, how, can I, how can I manage the bills? What about my relationship? All these things, God's going to give you peace. So the first one I'm going to pray is just to ask Jesus. And I'm going to ask everybody to say it. And you may have said this years ago. Maybe you said this. Uh, maybe you've never said this prayer. But now is the time that God can give you his peace. Just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, today I want your peace. Forgive me of my sin. Wash and cleanse me. 
I choose now to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died and rose from the dead. And you're coming back soon. Wash and cleanse me from all my sin, from all the things I've done wrong, all words I've spoken. Cancel them, Lord. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. And as your Holy Spirit comes, fill me with your peace, I pray. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for you. Lord, anybody here that is a believer that doesn't have peace, I'm going to pray that the peace of God would dwell in you richly. Colossians 3.15. I just pray that peace to come upon you right now. Whatever situation you need it, pray peace in every situation. Peace in your finances. That's shalom in every area of your life. I'm praying that Prince of Peace will rule and reign in your heart and that no matter what you're facing, health, finances, relationships, discord, strife, that God would bring his peace. Lord, let the Comforter come right now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We want you to experience all what God has for you. Make sure to visit us in person. Check out www.tgpua.com for more information on how to find us. We hope to see you here soon.